back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Ben Higgins, who a lot of you know from Bachelor Season 20. He's also the author of Alone in Plain Sight. He's also the host of the Alone in Plain Sight podcast. Um, he is the co he's the owner and co-founder of Generous Coffee, and he's also the co-host of the Almost Famous podcast. Wow, what a mouthful. <laughs> You're doing so much, um, which is so many cool things. And what we're going to, I wanted to focus on today is the journey of your book, Alone in Plain Sight, and kind of how you got started with that. Great. So, hi, Ben. <laughs> hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm doing really well. And I'm back in Denver for a few days here, which feels good always. And um, yeah, life's clicking along. Good. That's amazing. Um, and you have a new dog. And now you're also married. Last time you were not married. <laughs> I'm um, married. here on my old podcast. <laughs> yeah, I am married. I have a dog. I uh, go to bed at 9.30. Yeah, life is good. <laughs> I, I like it. I go to bed at 12, but it's my little pattern. So I'm, I'm doing the, the waking up and going to bed at the same time, which has actually been really nice. Good. So, <laughs> um, so I want to focus on your book. It's okay. called Alone in Plain Sight. When, how did you get started with that? Like, where did the idea come from? Hmm. Well, uh, you know, the idea came from uh, something that I did not think was unique to me that I thought other people uh, would share in. And because I was just handed a platform, I thought that maybe I could re, uh, reach um, somebody in this world who felt alone um, also. Uh, felt loneliness, um, felt some mental health issues, uh, at times maybe felt depressed. And so uh, for me, that was my story. And the more um, heavy those uh, kind of emotions became, uh, the more alone I would feel until I realized yeah. a lot of people struggle with it. And so, um, and so I wanted to write it so that maybe somebody else out there would say, hey, if Ben's felt this way, and I feel this way, then by default, I'm not alone. And I like how it's called like alone in plain sight, because we all, for the most part, everybody looks quote unquote normal. I don't really like that term, but I mean, that's what people use. It's you look healthy, you look fine, you look, but really it's all on the inner side. So it's like you mm -hmm. feel alone and, but no one, no one even knows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is until, you know, there's. This is what it's a lot of what I write about too. It's the vulnerability side of it. Um, mm -hmm. When do you start talking about it? When, how do you talk about it appropriately? Who do you count on to listen? Uh, you know, and I think one of the thread lines through the whole book uh, and through kind of writing it was that I found out that every person that I knew at least, or that I was talking to had felt some kind of pain or sorrow or had right. suffered in some way. And so um, if that's the case, how does that make us look at our neighbor or our enemy or the person that we're envious and jealous of, knowing that at some point in their life, probably more often than not, they felt some type of disappointment, pain or sorrow. And, uh, and so I think it's kind of something that we can assume. I think it's actually kind of healthy to assume that everybody has been through hurt. Mm -hmm. um, I think it keeps us um, more sensitive, um, allows more empathetic. us yeah the the foundation of empathy and I think and the thing is true that you don't know like if someone's going through it right now like you no. just like you don't know it could have been someone 
that someone next to you could be going through something in that very moment, or it could have been someone that went through something in their past. And something I learned um, when I had my, with my chronic pain is I become a lot more compassionate to people and more empathetic, I think, because like in the service industry, you might have a server that let's say isn't the nicest, but that could just be like, they're going through something you don't know. It might not just be that they're rude. It could literally be they're in pain or they're, and they just are trying to hold it all together. You're spot on. Yeah. You're spot on. Or the person that cuts you off or the person that that grabs the last bat, uh, box of mac and cheese like it just you don't know give perspective into uh into how we can deal on an everyday basis i think with real humans and they could just be a rude person i mean i don't know (laughs) i mean i hope not but you just don't know um and even even if i mean i guess what i would say is even if it is um they probably have a story to why they're why they are yeah yeah i agree um so what was like your process of writing did you journal before like how was that whole process of getting the book together and written you know I uh, I actually had a journal from starting from really college um, when I had my first kind of really um, depressed episode um, Mm -hmm. that lasted months and I started writing a lot of my thoughts down because they're they're heavy Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, um, get them out of my kind of my system into the world a little bit. Uh, and so I kind of had this journal that I kept up with through, uh, mostly uh, not in an everyday basis, but mostly through moments, um, that felt impactful. It was kind of my, my escape to go back to it, write the stuff down, remember where I, why I was saying what I was saying. And so that's what turned into the book um, was kind of reading back through that and going, okay, in my life, what are some of the moments that um, define me? There's some really great moments that define me, some really cool things that have happened in my life. But there's also been some really like hard things for me, not, not even, you know, I don't know if you can quantify pain. Um, and you can say somebody's pain is worse than somebody else's. No, I hate that. That's but what I, when people do that. Yeah. But what I can do is, um, what I can do is write down where I've been hoping that maybe there's somebody else that can relate to, to a season of life. Um, and that was my journal. And so that's what turned into the book. I love that. And I think when, cause there's obviously different ways like to write books, like there's fiction, but then for the nonfiction, sometimes you think like if you're writing an autobiography or something, or just a helping book, like, who's gonna, in my head, this is me, like, when I've thought about doing it, it's like, well, is someone gonna actually read it? Like, is it gonna actually help people? But it's your experiences. So in a way, it's showing that someone has gone through this and what you've learned from it. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I think, um, you know, somebody once told me that you, you write a book, not because you you have to, or you get to, or not because you get to, but because you have to. Yeah. Meaning you had a message you had to share. And and I did. I mean, a lot of the book is is even for me um, to write down my experiences mm-hmm. in life, to capture those moments, to to capture the relationships that exist around me that have impacted me. Uh, it, it was important for me to be able to do that. And, you know, I can't think of many better ways than through a book, you know, 
and through spending, uh, you know, a year and a half of my life focusing on making sure that everything got put down that I felt like needed to be put down. Yeah. How did you, um, figure out the, like the, not the process, but like, how did you figure out how you wanted it to the layout of it? I think that's always my biggest thing. It's like, how do you like set the book up? Well, I I wanted um, initially the idea was that it would just kind of be a portrayal of my journal. And then I tried, uh, I felt disorganized um, Mm -hmm. on the initial draft. And so I came back to then, okay, what are some of the themes? And there was really four themes that felt like it umbrellaed each topic. And one was um, a connection with self. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you get back to a healthy place with yourself? Um, a connection with others. The, those two things came up because of the idea that um, you need to love yourself and then love your neighbor. Those things are equal. Um, the love you put into yourself is the love that you can give out to your neighbor. And, and I believe that is true. And then the third was a connection with God, something greater than us. Mm-hmm. And the fourth was something that I, I felt like um, mostly people would want to hear upon it, which is relationships. So what does it look like? Yeah. Uh, connection with ro- romance, romance, uh, and singleness, um, comfort in singleness, um, contentment in singleness, but also romance when it comes to, um, dating, uh, relationships, kind of walking through, what does it mean to stay connected to those moments? Um, cause all of them are great and all of them are good. Um, if it's in a healthy, loving relationship. And so that was, I I broke it up into four sections and kind Mm -hmm. of from that outline, you know, expanded upon it. Okay. I like that. Um, And what was it like once it came out? Like, what Mm -hmm. was your, what did the support, like, what did you hear about it? You know, it's, it's very interesting to write a book. You spend a lot of your life Mm -hmm. writing. Um, you spend a lot of time and intention focusing on it. I wrote my book and then it just happened to come out during COVID. Uh, and so I didn't get to do the book tour. Uh, yeah. I, d- I didn't get to do, um, the end face stuff. And so it felt kind of, uh, lonely, which is weird because my book was on it. It felt like this thing that I cared so much about was now out in the world. And I had no idea of if it was reaching anyone, affecting anyone, um, supporting anyone. I, I just had to believe. And, and, and a lot of my wise counsel from the people around me just said, Hey, you wrote a book, like be proud of that. But yeah, I, uh, I felt fairly disconnected from it. Um, at first because you kind of get this thing out into the world and no longer is it in your hands. Right. In a way, did you, because I, this is how I felt like I wrote two fiction novels. Um, but mine like didn't make it, let's say the bestseller, but I still wrote two novels. I still published them. I still reached people. Sometimes I feel not, okay. I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not a fraud. It's, um, what's the term? It's like, it just doesn't feel real. Like it doesn't feel like there's that term. And I'm literally cannot remember, can't think of the term, but, um, it's like when you feel like, like an imposter syndrome, it's like almost like I don't feel like I should say I'm an author. Well, because um, you didn't get to market it like the way you originally maybe intended to because of COVID. Did that ever feel that way or? I mean, I I think for me, the title of author was never something that I thought I I would um, have a lot of confidence in. 
uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't do this to put a title uh, on my name. I, I did it because I got the opportunity to do it. And I felt like I had a message I wanted to share. And so, um, you know, my, my story uh, and to what I understand and know is true is important for me. And so mm -hmm. I, it's, you know, it might be one of the few things in my life that I really felt like, okay, uh, I'm really happy I got to do this. Yeah, um, but I never, I never could define myself as an author because it's there's really great authors out there who write right. and do it for a living. Um, and I, I just more, I, I hope maybe a title that would give me more satisfaction is I, I'm, I'm a storyteller, and, um, and I got to, I got to tell my story through this book. I like that. I think that's a good um, way to put it. Um, since are you going to able to do a book tour at all? Like a later, like a year later or anything? I don't think so. Um, a lot of turnovers happened with my team at, at my publisher. Uh, you know, new books come out the next month. And next right. Week. Um, people move on. It would be awesome to, to be able to do something with it still. Um, I still talk about it a lot. I still share about it a lot. But no, I, I don't see a book tour necessarily happening. Uh, but it would be great if that opportunity came. It just it yeah. doesn't feel like it ex it's going to exist. I understand. Um, and then before I let you go, I want to, because you're also the host of Alone in Plain Sight, the podcast. Hope Still How Wins. Oh, Hope Still Wins. I'm sorry. It's all good. I thought it was Alone in Plain Sight. I'm like, wait, I never heard of that one. Yeah, um, no, so Hope where did Hope Still Wins come from? Well, it came up during COVID. Uh, you know, my agent had said, hey, you need to stay fresh, uh, meaning I needed to stay up on my my skill sets. And uh, I, I thought, OK, well, during COVID, we had a really uh, difficult time, but a really cool thing happened where everybody was in, the, in a similar place in life. Everybody was at home. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody was fairly bored uh, or looking for something to do. And then a lot of people. Um, in, in my world, I was watching going, okay, this is something that's equaled us all out, right? There's, yeah. oh, all right, one second, bark. So, um, and so I, I thought it would be really maybe beneficial to interview people uh, who are leaders uh, in, in our worlds and, uh, and humanize them a bit. Yeah. Um, to hear their stories, to hear their own pains and sufferings, to hear their struggles, um, to get to to know them um, when all of us are in a similar place. So that's where it came from. It was an IGTV series for a long time. We turned it into a podcast uh, about a year ago, actually, this week. And, um, and it's, it has the same concept. We get to interview thought leaders uh, from all around the world to hear their stories and to hear why they care about things the way they do. Um, and that's been a really incredible experience for me. I've gotten to interview some of my, my heroes and, uh, and for that, I'm very thankful. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that year anniversary and of your book. Um, and we're going to play a quick game and then you can tell us where we can find you. Awesome. Um, okay. The first question is drink of choice. Be anything. Um, you know, Coffee uh, is, is a big deal for me. I, I, I sell coffee for a living. 
Um, during the day it's, it's water. Uh, and then at night I'm a, uh, if, if I'm feeling, um, like I want to have a good drink, I'm, I'm a big fan right now of a blue cheese stuffed kettle one martini. Oh, all right. Sounds cool. Um, favorite movie, TV show, or both? Um, movie is, is tough for me. I don't watch a ton of movies. Um, but when I do, uh, let me think, I, I really liked, uh, Black Panther, um, that entertained me. It was, mm-hmm. uh, it was exciting. I can't wait, um, for this, the series to continue. I also love Ted Lasso. Uh, we yeah. watch, I watch a lot more TV shows yeah. than I do anything else. I, I watch, if I'm flying, I download a show and I'm watching right now the Sopranos and then, um, the show on HBO about the Lakers. Uh, oh. They're both really good. Very cool. Um, advice to your younger self. Advice to my younger self. Um, maybe take some risks. Uh, use that time to discover and explore and to stay curious and, um, and, and fail more often than I allowed myself to. Yeah. Um, five words to describe yourself. Oh, sensitive, emotional, um, passionate, um, excitable, and, and content. I like it. And the last one is, what does success mean to you? Hmm. Success, uh, right now in my life means, uh, what kind of stories am I a part of creating that are beneficial to the world around me? And so um, when I look left and right, am I a part of things helping and not hurting? When I'm doing that, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being very successful uh, when those things are working. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And where can we find you? Uh, mostly on Instagram, Higgins.Ben. Um, still old school and still mm-hmm. use my Instagram more than anything else. Uh, the Hope Still Wins podcast, uh, obviously, is anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, if you're a, a fan of The Bachelor, uh, Almost Famous is five years in and still moving and grooving. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the best way to be uh, for me right now would be go listen or go uh, read Alone in Plain Sight. There's Audible and there's reading versions. You can do them both. All right. Well, that was another episode of Hey Alexa, and all this will be in the description below. Thanks, guys.